tonight. Uh, we have no Pete, but in his place, the myth, the legend that is John Joe Cosgrove. Hey, everybody. Hello. Well, Hello. Welcome back, John Joe. It's been a while. <laughs> I know. I, I, I feel like I've sort of had to um, do this while Pete wasn't here. You know, I've, I've sort of had to come back just to... Um, just to give a different perspective, you know. <laughs> Although, to be honest, I can never be to the ballpark that Pete's in because, you know, the stuff that <laughs> he knows, especially when you look at, like, some of these, um, like, all the Dungeons & Dragons stuff, the RPGs, these board games, and just, you know, even, like, on his Facebook, you see all these memories of his, um, like, all his cosplay stuff and all these different costumes and these masquerades and, yeah, that, that just would never be me i'd never be able to pull off leather chaps let's just put that <laughs> only pete could pull off leather chaps um, and do you know what though it's like some people i do see like have these outfits and they don't some proper elaborate garments and i just go joe good for you i'm glad you can wear something like that if i wore something like that i'd probably want to punch myself because <laughs> i'd be thinking why did i do that <laughs> but, um oh, yeah okay oh. so um Tonight is going to be, I say different, but we we tend to sort of kind of veer off into political leanings these days anyway. But um, Before so, we do that, though, can we talk about some of the, maybe so, like some so, of the good things? So I was thinking about this just as you were speaking there, John Joe. Um, yeah. Do we want to have the serious stuff now and end on something positive? Uh, or... Do you, do you know? I think that's probably a good idea. I think um, you know. So to start off as as with the yeah, serious as, shit. As you have put the, yeah, you put the hashtag Dan. Um, yeah, we stand with Ukraine, and um, you know, I think that is that's an obvious position for most of the world because what's going on at the moment. Um, to put it straightforward, it's wrong. You know, this invasion is completely wrong. This war is unnecessary. And the amount of coverage we're seeing of people uh, sadly losing their lives, we're seeing buildings destroyed, we're seeing livelihoods just in, in pieces. It's horrible to see, to think that that can still happen today, of all things, you know, especially with what we've gone through over the last few years. It's, it's heartbreaking. It really is. Yeah, I have to admit, um... You know, it it breaks my heart in general uh, whenever I see any sort of mass loss of life or, or war. It doesn't matter what country it's in. Ooh. I think it's just slightly more poignant and more um, worrying and more um, distressing simply because it, for in all intents and purposes, it is in our back garden. And um, it, it, it's the... It's the it's the imminent threat of nuclear proliferation as well, which is potentially mm. sort of um, worrying. Um, you know, the whole thing is it's it it's not something that you would have ever thought. If you were to sort of ask your younger self if you would ever have to sort of kind of go through something like that. Like, granted, we ha we're not there yet. Thankfully, Ukrainians are fighting very hard um it's not something we need to but it's just we're in that sort of like knife edge position where yeah. something I'm, could really like literally not like 
it could go really badly wrong and to the to the detriment of everybody now, obviously mm. there's a lot i feel like we need to talk about this from start sort of from the from the beginning to sort of kind of and not just sort of kind of mush around with it and stuff um so i'm going to ask you a question do you yeah. think um, do you think you know because i feel like you know I, you know i i think you know you know the answer to this but I feel like, you know, especially for myself doing history, you have to look at things from a different point of view first before you kind of uh, do things. So do you think Putin had any justification to be at war with Ukraine? Do you think there is any justification for what he's done? I think given, I mean, you know, we can go back in history when, you know, Ukraine was part of USSR and, you know, the, the whole the whole region of what um, Soviet Union originally was. You know, it was this massive power. And, you know, Russia still is a massive power. And, they, and you know, they've proven it in the last week, having 200,000 troops on the, the border of a country where... Um, I think going into this, though, I don't feel it's justified. I don't really think there is a justification um, for invasion or for the war and the the lies that have been spewed as well. This whole thing where Putin actually said, um, you know, I'm like, you know, basically saying he's trying to put an end to the genocide of the, of the um, Ukrainian people. It's like, where, where has that come from? You know, this is, this is not, What's gone on? And I understand when you look at history that the, the waters are very muddy, both sides. There is a lot of back and forth. I would never say that, you know, one country is completely innocent. But then you look at the history of any war, you look at the history of any time there's been a conflict. You can never honestly say that, you know, it was always completely one sided. There was probably friction, there was probably things that have been triggers. But no, this last week, I think for the most part, it feels like it's it's someone who, uh, for lack of a better word, um, has got in their mind that this is something that they need to do. This is something that they feel that they're justified, that they're trying to, I don't know if it's almost to right or wrong in his mind or if it's to claim back something that he believes that Russia or the Kremlin should have in their pocket, but it, Joe, you know it is frightening. It's it's horrible to see. So, that, um, yeah. So, right. So, I'll I'll do the, the I'll do the devil's advocate point of view first, uh, and then sort of give you my view and stuff. Um, yeah, so, argument. You know. So, the argument is that um, he didn't want NATO on his doorstep. So basically, uh, the sort of the the arguments that are going around at this moment in time are that, you know, whenever, um, um, oh, I can't even, I can't even remember the name of the, uh, the Russian, it's not, it wasn't Yeltsin, Boris Yeltsin, no, it wasn't Yeltsin, oh my god, um, um, oh my god, uh, this is so bad, anyway, but basically, basically when West Germany, basically whenever, when Germany, Germany was unified, the whole idea was, okay, that's it though, NATO's sort of restricted to this area, um, and it slowly sort of, it has slowly made its way uh, eastwards, um, and that has irked uh, a lot of sort of old guard, um, you know, Soviet, uh, now sort of Russian Federation 
um, people, uh, in, uh, you know, uh, Putin being one of them and stuff, right? So when uh, NATO and, you know, again, I understand where NATO were coming from. In the end, you can't take somebody's free will from them. You, you, basically, they have a policy of if you want to join, you're welcome to. Obviously, with there's certain rules you have to abide by, but you know we're not going to say no, you can't, because that's against the principles of a, demo, a democratic society telling people you can't. Um, mm. So he's basically thought Ukraine is, as much as he didn't, you know, the, the idea of Ukraine being a country, and you've seen from his 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 rants uh on yeah. on 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 social media and on the news and things that he doesn't believe they're even a legitimate country um that they, for in his mind they were buffer zone uh buffer zone from the west uh and from nato nato being effectively a anti-russian um an anti-russian um alliance um and that that's basically what it was created for to sort of kind of stem uh uh, Russia, and um, so in his, you know, fr- from that point of view, it's like, well, they're basically we're going to have a NATO ally at one point in time on our doorstep, but, but that in my mind was just a an excuse to um give him a uh the ticket to uh, increase his uh to increase his ego uh to get his machinations of sort of being uh this sort of new uh russian czar um you know th- this new russian uh empire bringing things back into the old sort of kind of uh, empire and or uh soviet um well, I suppose it is an empire as well. Um, so they've slowly, slowly been pecking away at things, undermining things, getting his way to um, take take areas, and because of that, um, you have a situation now where we are a hair's breadth away from nuclear war. And he's he's literally yeah. threatening it. And my problem, where my issue is, now, again, like that sort of one side that my my uh, what's the word my sort of like, is there any justification for it? There, there, there's there's sort of you can see why somebody might be sort of kind of like if you're in that situation, you're like, well, you know, we don't want an anti-Russian alliance right on our doorstep. You know, it, you know, Ooh. it's just one of those things, but. He hasn't been helping the situation by annexing areas, uh, by undermining uh, democracies, by basically, you know, rigging elections and sort of generally being, um, you know, a yeah. thorn in, in, in the um, West. Yeah. And do, do you know what? There's been two things in particular this week that have really, you know, really shown just how shocking and how, you know, the invasion is bad enough. But to hear... Um, the Russian troops going to Chernobyl, fucking going to Chernobyl. That is a frightening fault that, you know, he's actually sending people to that zone to basically go and arm themselves. Or maybe he's trying to turn them into the fucking X-Men. I don't know what he's trying to do, but it's just... I think that's frightening. I think that is to trump up a because his sort of big thing was like, well, we we want to demilitarize and denazify the Ukraine. That's sort of his thing. Now, initially, initially, it was just to get the Donbass, the Donbass area because it's 
it it was pro-Russian. You know, it, it, it they yeah. kind of a lot of the people there apparently wanted to be Russian, so he was just like, yeah, let's do that. So like like you know the other fascist uh, leader Hitler. Um, he went, right, so uh, that's all. It's kind of like the Sudetenland in World War Two. So, like, the Crimea was the Rhineland, and uh, the Donbass area was the Sudetenland, and the Ukraine is fucking Poland. Um, and, you know, he has thought this out. You know, oh, yeah, this is, this this is, is not an overnight fault. Yeah, this yeah, is big not time. something that's... Big yeah, time. You can see... Um, you know, even like from back before Christmas when there was the news about the troops on the border and, you know, some of these guys were there for two months and every time he kept going, no, we're just doing training exercises. Why are you at the border? Well, it's the best location, obviously. Um, and it was like, it went from like 10,000 to 20,000 to 50 to a hundred to 150,000 troops. And, you know, that's basically, you know, if you're imagine that you're in Ukraine and you're seeing that on your news every day, you've got uh, you've got a country that's bordering you that have been pretty much threatening to take you over for so long now. And they're literally got so many people right outside your door and they're going, no, no, we're just here. We're not going to do anything. And then one day they go, yeah, yeah, actually, no, we are here to take you over. But the thing That's... is, it's been, they've been there in a, in that, in the Donbass area for ages. You know, Ukraine have been at war with them for the last sort yeah. of, you know, eight years, eight years since uh, 2014, oh, yeah. I think. Um, and it's just, you know, you know, back to the point, because I, for, I forgot to sort of kind of finish off the point. It's like, I think Chernobyl is potentially either to trump up charges that they were going to use nuclear warfare against them because he, he was saying you know they they know they could you, you there could be nuclear weapons that could be used against us and stuff and it's just like well if they have that they go well they were enriching uranium and blah 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 even though it's sort of like it's a closed off area or Ooh. um you know there's another sort of nefarious reason for that uh that sort of that thing um Ooh. As it stands, you have a a dictator who has thrown everything. See the re- actually right because I'm, I'm I'm mixing myself up and I feel I need to take a step 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 back here. So he's done it. He's invaded because he could, and he knew that one we wouldn't do anything because we couldn't mm. because of the risks. He literally made the threat that if you if you do anything i'm gonna press the red Mm. button and i saw uh, a guy talking about this uh he was basically saying that during the cold war russia had the edge on technology uh and therefore the west used the whole we've got nuclear weapons don't do anything as a way to sort of sort of push themselves around this is now flipped Mm. where we've got the advantage in technology and supremacy within figures uh, and and uh, and army numbers and stuff and sorry military numbers and he's basically kind of going well if you do anything i'll press the button and You know, the th- problem that is, historically, Russia have been known to, you know, if anybody does anything, you know, invasions, Napoleon, uh, Germany, they will just slash and burn. They will just literally scorched earth. And I reckon Putin has it in him 
to basically go, well, if I can't have it, nobody can and stuff. Because if he's anything like mm-hmm. Stalin or, you know, anyone like that, he would he'd do it. And that's the worrying thing. And that's why he knew, that's why he knew that we would sit there and let Ukraine be invaded um, because we we couldn't mm. risk that button being pressed. Now, he's even threatened it now because obviously things aren't going so well for him at the minute. And he's going, right, well, you know, maybe, maybe I will press the button. The only thing that is keeping him there at this moment in time is because China's got his back. But if he starts threatening that too much, I reckon China will pull their support from him. And that's mm. it. Because in the end, he needs them on side one economically because they're the ones who are buying his wheat. And, you know, he's basically diverted everything from the West to the East. And China's kind of gone, right, well, we'll buy all your wheat and we'll do this. And maybe in the spare time, maybe we'll look into sort of Taiwan, you know, while you're sort of kind of doing the things in Ukraine. Um, But if if I don't think they would be too happy if he starts throwing around nuclear weapons, because one, China needs Western... um, business commerce mm. uh and so you know it, it i don't think they're you know that batshit crazy whereas putin is and i'm very mindful that a lot of people will be saying russia and i feel like it's not russia because you see all the all the um the protests, all the protests, all yeah. the protests and stuff. I reckon, I think are fine. There's going to be old school ex-Soviet sort of kind of old guard people who are going to be completely like in any country you're going to have this very sort of kind of patriotic sort of like this is what we want because empire brilliant oh it's really good but i reckon the the younger um members of the society the younger generation just are like fuck this this is not good and they're paying the price mm. as well because they're all getting arrested they're all sort of kind of yeah. being uh you know the, the whole thing and and the thing is as well is that you know even when you look at their media it is completely biased, you know. They, the, the, the government, Kremlin, they, they basically got control of it all, and they go, well, yes, no, we're attacking Ukraine because we have to. We're doing this for your protection. But it's like, no, that is absolute nonsense. That is not correct. And, you know, years ago, you could probably brainwash people into thinking that, you know, what you saw on the news was always right. We know now that that is not true. We've seen that, especially with the American politics of the last few years, with a certain Donald Trump, who, you know, apparently this week claimed that Putin was an absolute genius and was behind him doing this whole invasion. And it was like, seriously, who the fuck is giving Donald Trump airtime to sprout this shit still? It's it's, it's insane. (laughs) I don't know how this guy is still able to do these conferences to have these like massive dinner parties with people. He goes, Oh yeah, no, Putin, he's a great guy. Isn't Surely someone must've gone. No, you're a fucking prick. Get him off the stage. I don't get how he still gets away with this. Because he's, he lives in a, because he lives in a democratic society and free speech is a thing. And that's it. And I suppose that's Ooh. one of those, that's one of those things. It's just, you've got to sort of, you know, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of deplatforming simply because as much as it, it, certain things are damaging, if you live in a democratic society, you should be able to say certain things because that's how we work. Yeah, uh, but, um, but it's, it's what is said, though, sometimes is the damaging part. Like, you know, go back to early part of the pandemic when Donald Trump was saying to people, well, surely if you inject yourself with bleach, you'll kill the virus. You'll die yourself, but you'll kill the virus. Um, 
it's like, what is wrong with some people? Why do they, why, I mean, to get the airtime to sprout this shit is one thing, but then to continuously do it and be at a point when you are seriously putting people's lives at risk just because you believe your own bullshit. Josh says on Facebook, Trump is always going to draw views and therefore advertising revenue. That's it. He's he's a, he's a clown. Yeah. He, he's literally a he's somebody can they can wheel out and they know people are going to watch it and we're going to talk about it and he's going to get views and stuff. But he's yeah. he's not the point because currently he is he is nothing compared to the uh, the C bomb who currently resides in the Kremlin. Again, I don't. I want to emphasize this. I I have no like. I appreciate that the Russian army is currently invading it, but I don't believe I don't think the Russian people are no, fully behind it. The Russian people. I don't itself. think. I don't and, think and this is the thing. I don't think, and I think I think what you've got is a you have a um, ex KGB um, hard man who has now decided that he's had enough, and you can tell from his rants that he's had, especially that one about, um, you know, all of the sort of kind of politicians being drug dealers uh, or on drugs and how they were all sort of like um, Nazis and all this other stuff. He's basically be, he's got a, he's had an axe to grind since the 90s and now he's just went, right, fuck it. I need a legacy. I'm getting too old. I need something to go out with a bang. Mm. And he is going to go out with a bang. And he's literally went, right, let's do this. And the problem now is that he didn't anticipate. And I think a lot of people, um, a lot of people um, wrote off Ukraine. And I appreciate it's only been two or three days. Uh, and the, mm. But they're still, I think he thought they were going to invade you know, they were going to do a proverbial Keschelschlag, which is basically a Klaus Witzian, um term for a cauldron battle, literally an encirclement. They were literally going to uh, invade from multiple sides uh, and yeah. it was going to be a, it was going to be a piece of a piece of cake because you know not only will these oppressed Ukrainians rise up against their op- oppressive government and, and join the Russians, but you know, they're not going to fight and everybody everybody has fought uh, and is yeah. fighting and they're literally making it very hard for them and you know it- there's been videos online you see people literally throwing themselves in front of these russian tanks to try and determine you know the russian army you know as um as much as we say that you know their leader is an absolute nutcase the army isn't you know okay what they're doing is wrong but they're not maniacs, you know. They're not running these people over, for the most part. You know, they're they're not they're not purposely, you know, they're not like shoot first, ask questions later. You do see that a lot of them are detaining people. They're, they're you know, they're they're taking people out of their path. They're see, not I necessarily. Think, I think that what you've got there is because I I noticed that recently as well. There is obviously there is uh, videos of uh, oh, there is gonna be some. There is stuff uh, you can see uh, of. Um, you know, civilian areas being hit. Uh, there was a tank ran over a, a car with somebody in it. Oh, yes, a, I saw that, yes. A, a MIG basically hit an apartment build, building, strafed an apartment building. Um, but obviously, it seems, from from what I can see, I've seen videos of armored personnel cars going down the street with other cars going there, and they've, they've left them be, and they just sort of kind of, you know, it, it's been very... I reckon there's two things behind this. One is I... 
you know, you've got an army that is maybe reticent to do what they are doing. And two, you have a high command that is basically worried that if they start killing too many civilians, then that will turn their ally China against them and will give a um a, a reason for the west to actually physically get involved so they need to be very careful because if you start killing hundreds of thousands of civilians then it's just like well it's like we're we're very much justified and china can't back that up as much as they they're known for not being overly humanitarian you know themselves mm-hmm. they if you if you're outwardly killing civilians then that's going to fuck their war games. So what they're doing, they need to be seen to be um, liberators. And if you can't kill civilians by being liberators and stuff. So you've got this twofold thing where I think you've got a reticent army who are doing what they're told because of fear. Um, and I've got, you know, I've got friends who lived in Russia and stuff. And they said, you know, fear rules. It's literally, you know, they, they, the, the paranoia and fear is very much a thing, even in the military and in the um, police and stuff like that. So maybe they're saying they're just doing it, and so they don't really want to sort of do the thing with the civilians. But again, I reckon high command, the army and stuff really don't want them sort of killing civilians because that means they're not liberators that means they are an invading army and the whole point they're meant to be doing is they're trying to demilitarize ukraine they're trying to denazify it they're not trying to be that and that's it so they have to be very careful yeah and this is one thing that i was trying to explain to um a friend of mine the other day because uh he he was basically saying that this is almost like world war three and i said no it isn't I said, because World War Three, uh, World War One, and World War Two, for the most part, okay, you had a lot of countries that were neutral or you know not taking part in the conflict. I said, but when it came to a war, you had like massive fun- fun- uh, like ma- massive um, groups either side who Alliances. were basically you know, fighting each other. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I, I don't know Fa- factions. That was it. I was trying to say alliances. Yeah, alliances sounds better, but I was trying to say <laughs> factions. I just couldn't get the word out. Okay. <laughs> but you know, this was it, and you know, and then like even like you know, look at um, World War Two. I mean, you had the you had um, like the Austro-Hungary alliance. You had Germany together. That's like, World yeah, that War One. That's World War yeah. One. There, John Joe, you're yeah. you're, you're World War One. Sorry, I, mean, <laughs> I, I know what I was trying to say. Um, but anyway, so that's it. Russia are pretty much like gone in on their own. Okay, they may have support from Belarus. But, you know, that's because Belarus get most of their money from Russia. You know, yet China may, as you say, may have Russia's back. But, you know, even China, like you say, are not going to be that stupid and go, um, yeah, we are we still going to support these guys because they're just basically wiping out this country? No, they're not going to do that. They're not going to support that because, you know, as we're seeing, Russia's economy is being crippled. And. The the horrible way to look at this I, is that I don't know it's if I mostly agree crippling people. It's mostly crippling people that have got nothing to do with this war. You know, they're stopping importing, exporting. They're stopping, you know, transactions of money. They're stopping economic stuff, which for ninety nine point nine nine percent of it has got nothing to do with the Russian army or the Kremlin. No, but I anything. think yeah, I think you have to see the sanctions 
thing we've got I'll, I'll get back to josh's entente uh thing there because there's a difference between an alliance and an entente but uh anyway um so you have um you have sanctions which i think basically 40 percent of uh the russian economy in the 90s early sort of 2000s was uh dollar based they've worked very hard to to move away from that to the point where i think it's like 19 percent or something like that so um economically anything that relates to the dollar uh sanctions wise isn't going to hurt them straight away because they've sort of buffered themselves they've anticipated that this was going to be something they were going to do and so what they've done is they've moved away from it just like bojo and all western powers are turning around saying we need to stop relying on russian gas and russian oil because you know that's problem if we go to war with russia um so they've been doing that for years they've been working that now there's other sanctions like the swift banking and obviously the um I can't remember the oil pipeline between Germany and Russia, which they've... they've oh, stopped. yeah, the, um, the Nord 2. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And, yeah. um, you know, lots of lots of other things, stopping flying, uh, freezing bank accounts, all that stuff. That is going to have an effect on the populace, granted. And it's, it, it's horrible. But in this sort of instance, they need to make them feel as much pain as possible for in my mind, to try and invoke uh, unrest and revolution within the country. Because I honestly think the only way Putin is getting ousted out is if he gets militarily beaten, which is unlikely because of the, um, you know, he might get sort of staved off, but as soon as you step foot in Russia, he's pressing that button. Doesn't matter. So the only way you're going to stop him is revolution within and people rising up against him and taking him down, which is obviously dangerous for a lot of people because of the you know the whole thing now and that's one of the reasons he hasn't sent his full army into the ukraine and one of the reasons that ukraine is doing so well because of those 150 200 troops half of them are still not engaged one because they need to know where the reserves are because obviously you don't know where you need to send in your reserves where where the sort of fighting is needed but conversely if you've got too many troops in one area and anything does happen in in the back in your back lines like revolution or things like that you're Ooh. fucked so he needs to have some sort of kind of place for them to, to go and i appreciate like russia's got a lot more troops than two hundred thousand troops uh but you know it's a massive country it's a massive country and if you suddenly start having uprisings and people sort of kicking off in lots of different places he needs sort of to move that around and that's the only way you're getting rid of him he needs to basically, you know, unless he he gets assassinated, which is highly unlikely, highly unlikely. Mm. Um, so I've just I've just had a text message from a mate of mine who's listening to this, and he just said to me, "Did Putin not learn anything from Rocky Four?" <laughs> it's like why? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, you know, the, he's. He's raging at the minute. I, you know, I, I he's, you can tell he's losing his cool. You've got a guy mm. who, you know, he was sort of a comical figure in a way. I even had it. My my friend, he lived in Russia for a while, got me a t-shirt and stuff because I thought it was hilarious. This guy, you know, is this this hard man who walks around, you know, rides bears, bareback, and 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 things like that. You know, the the, the whole comedy side of him, but that sort of kind of cool collected mm. sort of methodical demeanor is starting to ebb away now and you can tell he's getting really frustrated he's getting really annoyed and you have 
an invasion that isn't going to plan. And he's not only losing, I wouldn't say he's losing militarily, but he's not gaining as much time, as much ground as he needs to militarily. But he's also mm. losing uh, the sanctions are going to start or kicking in. The longer it takes, the more sanctions are going to kick in. And the more likely that China is going to kind of go, you know what, this is probably a great idea. And I think they're personally yeah. already backing off slightly about it. Um, yeah. And so it's literally, I think the all the Ukraine need to do is survive. Mm-hmm. Um, the and with um Putin's sort of kind of concern at the minute is um, what's let's say. So Josh says I thought that China abstaining in the end voted would be significant. However, Putin has not changed anything in response to this. Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? So Putin has he's in the situation now where um he has to do it because if he doesn't, he's going to look like a fool and he's the sort of guy who doesn't like looking like a fool. So he's just going, he's just going all in uh, and, and, and hoping it sort of kind of works out. And if he doesn't, he's just going to f- try and blow everybody up. And he's got, he's got this whole thing now where he's like, Oh, NATO aggression. Now NATO are providing, they haven't sent any trips, but they're providing, I mean, you're tra- providing war materials and stuff to sort of defend the Ukraine. Um, and I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if special forces and other sort of types of trips like that were to come into the country as um, vol- volunteers. And he's going to use that as a way to sort of make things a lot worse. Um, and that's sort of worrying, very worrying, to be honest. The guy's unhinged, absolutely unhinged. Um and it's scary, man. Like I, it is. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know about you, but you know. Again, we've seen a lot of wars, but when you've got something so close to your to your sort of kind of your your I, so close to you that yeah. it, it feels you feel like like nauseous. Like I was. I've been watching the news perpetually for like the last sort of kind of two or three days. Um, um, or since like you know when it happened, uh, and I've felt sick. Um, I felt helpless. It, it, it is hard. Joe. You know I think it was um, it was that feeling on on Thursday morning when they first said about the invasion. Because I was up at about half five in the morning. I turned the TV on, and the first thing was they said was like in the last hour, uh, Russia has invaded Ukraine. And the first images you could see, you know, were just like these massive holes in the ground. And you hear these audio tapes of, um, you know, of these bombs going off and people screaming. And it's it was one of the things I think, because in my mind, I think I was going, yeah, he's threatening it. It's not going to happen, though. It's not. He ain't going to push for war. He's not going to be that stupid and actually. And then when he actually, when it did, when it happened, I think that morning I just went, oh, shit. So, loads of people don't think where, we do. where, where does this end? You where does this end? You know, I had a friend, uh, me and my friend John. Um, we debate politics and and religion and all kinds of stuff in, in our spare time all the time, 
and we had a massive sort of kind of uh, debate with each other and he's like there's no way he's there's no way he's invading and I was like man he will because he can and he's like he's not going to do it man he's just sort of like you know they'll Ooh. they'll come to a dip- he was like they're going to come to a diplomatic solution and I was like they won't because he can invade and get away with it because he's got Ooh. China on his side and, and everything I said and I said I said to him after I said man I fucking hate being right I said, I d- it's it's not even an I told you so. It's, you don't uh, hate being right. Don't give me that. No, but it's like it's the, the whole thing, man. It was it was very much a case of, I said to him, man, this is horrible. This is absolutely grim. I said, I you know, I honestly wished I was wrong. Uh, um, and, and uh, you know, and afterwards it, it made me sort of kind of feel like, I'm not sure what's worse. The fact that we're, we're a hair's breadth away from something really super serious to the point where there's going to be, you know, ca- something potentially catastrophic. You know, I was looking at fucking nuke maps today and stuff to see, you know, what happens if certain cities go up and stuff and what the things are. We're fucked, man. Uh, the size uh, of those... No. You know what? I, I remember seeing... Um, I can't remember what it was called, but there was a video online years ago and it basically showed you um, a nuclear warhead like gave you like an it wasn't a natural thing. Fucking hell. imagine if they did that for the film. Yeah. They just shelled somewhere just to show. You no, know, um, basically it was like this. Um, it was almost like this digital map. Yeah. And it went. Um, so let's just say, for example, attacking a city similar to I think you know, said similar to Paris or something like that. And then um, you show like you see like the initial impact, like the initial mile or two miles of the impact. It's like instant radiation instant death all this shit and then it was like the six to eight miles away from that is like you know the like the like the, the like the nuclear waste effectively dispersing and spreading out and destroying everything in its path and then the next bit beyond that of like you know the impact it has on people and the environment and yeah it, it is frightening it is horrible to think that stuff like that exists and to imagine that you know seeing this video was the example of one of them missiles and you always hear these stories of the thousands upon thousands but that thing russia is, man, has hiding in the bunkers that's one of the smaller ones they have uh they're, mm. they're think they're called czar warheads um and it, if it hits it would literally take out all of the south east of england like I said, if yeah. it hit London, it, it, it literally showed you the radius of it, and it would literally just take a swathe, and it's not even like this area would be, you know, blown up. This area would sort of have radius. It was like, this whole area is gone, like, and it's just like, fuck. And it's just like, I'm, I, I don't... Part of me hopes that he's not that fucking insane, or at least the government has mm-hmm. something that can try and, you know, stop that. But it's like... You know, you've got this situation, and I, 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 I put a post, I put a post on uh, Facebook the other day uh, about the whole thing. Um, yeah, what's like Josh says, modern nukes are three hundred to eight hundred kT. Those nukes in World War Two were only twenty. Exactly, there's a massive difference now. But it's frightening. Yeah, um, I, I put a thing on. Um, and uh, one of the guys I know on Facebook was just like, you know, I would sooner give in to all of his demands and let him do what he wants to do than have nuclear war. And as much as that makes sense, it's like, you know what? Yeah, you you don't want nuclear war, but then, then you're literally giving in, and it's like, would you rather? 
It's one of these. It's one of these really hard. You know those the questions you get. Would you rather do this or this? And they're both horrible. And you're, you you yeah. know, there's no winning answer to it and stuff. But it's like, I don't know if I could physically live under tyranny like that without a fight. Um, yeah, but, rather. But do you know, I <laughs> you say about this whole like what if thing. Um, did you ever watch Man in the High Castle? Yes. Uh, no, actually, I started watching it, and then I, I'm not sure if I liked it or not. To be fair, man, I sort of kind of started off, and then I got the, a bit. The book, the book was better. Yeah, it was a lot better. Um, but you know, it's not just that. But there's been other stories. This, you know, even um, for example, and um, for a lack of a better term, the Wolfenstein video games. You know, that portrays an alternative world where you know the Nazis won the Second World War, and yeah. you know, that is is a horrible fault. And you look at these things, and you go. Hang on, how much could life have changed? How much could we have, um, you know, been impacted by it? Or even um, Blackadder when they done the the special for the Millennium, and when they mess about with time, yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah. Napoleon Baltic. wins the war, yeah, and uh, yeah, Napoleon wins the war, and then instead of obviously, you know, being English, they they're all French yeah. and. Uh, it's, well, the crucible, yeah, crucible, it's, crucibles of history, they call them, crucibles of history and stuff. There's a whole thing that apparently the Battle of Marathon is more important to Western society than the Battle of Hastings and stuff, just because of the, the mm. mass, what change, how it changed things and stuff, like crucibles of history. Um, mm. Mr. Wilson says, uh, if this continues to escalate, do you think uh, it is more likely to be all-out war or a military coup in Russia? Well... I was, I don't want it to be all at war, but then again, this is the this is the problem, man. Yeah. And this this is the thing that makes me feel slightly sick, right? Because I'm a principled man. I'm a principled man. I believe in what's right. I believe in what's wrong. Um, I I I I would say I'm a good person. Um, like yourself, you're a good person. You believe in doing the right thing. And for yeah. me, especially coming from Northern Ireland, we're all a bit sort of you know. Um, confrontational and and stuff and you know because of our history and there's very much a case of not letting people walk over you and stuff and the idea of rolling over to him um all the time without a line being drawn in the sand irrespective of repercussions um makes me feel like nauseous but then conversely it's like as much as i go right well there you know i don't know if i would want there to be him just just kind of go and do it. all right do whatever you want because we don't want to be blown up it's better to live under your boot than to not exist but then it's the fact that it's like but i don't know if i would that i wouldn't want my family i wouldn't want my life i wouldn't want people being disappeared how is that living and then how can yeah. you how can you deal with that situation people go well maybe you can sort of like subvert things but if he's got nuclear weapons and you've just given in he's just going to have all the nuclear weapons and do that anyway so you might as well fight and 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 you know die in that blast anyway at least you've died on your feet and not sort of you know on your knees yeah. effectively um but it, it's it, it's a sc- I, it, it's a, yeah it is a horrible fault um and you know i i think you've you've got it right there you know who would really want to live who would want to live you know another 40 or 50 years Knowing that you know your freedom's taken away, you're living under a strict regime. You're basically, you know, going to spend your life as a slave, as a as a servant to a regime that is completely wrong. That that does not sound like living to me. And you know, you hear, you hear all these people go, 
oh, you know, I'd rather live a long, miserable life. It's like, no, why would you want that? You know, I, and it, it sounds horrible, but um, I, I, and, uh, I, I can say this quite nicely because um, the, the friend of mine who this happened to, he's lucky enough, much better now, but um, well, I say friend, more acquaintance. But anyway, <laughs> okay. uh, someone, someone, someone I know, um, he had a, um, he had a, he had a massive heart attack when he was in his late 20s um and you know he um he came out of it lucky enough absolutely fine he made a lot of changes to his life one of the big things was he stopped going down the pub every night because he was basically knocking back 10 to 12 drinks a, a night in there um but you know one thing he said which always stuck to me I'd rather have the best mo- night of my life and die tomorrow than live another 50 years and not feel like I've lived at all. Yeah, I, 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 think, I understand that. Yeah. My, it was similar with my dad. Um, he didn't want to have chemo when he was um, when he had his cancer and stuff because he said he wanted to sort of enjoy his life as it was instead of being sick the whole time. Now, he, 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 he carried on. He, he did the chemo more for us, I think, than, than himself. Yeah. Um, but I understand. I understand that. Um, I going back to it though. It's it's. I understand the argument. It's like you're you're not just destroying your life. You're destroying all lives that could that will come mm. afterwards. Because you know nuclear war is literally no winning whatsoever. But then it's mm. like you literally have this sort of. Well, you have to draw a line, as Josh has said in the comments. A bully is a bully, no matter what they do and stuff. And you have to have a line in the sand and say, look this can't happen and you have to risk and i think this is what it is you have to risk that he's not that insane to do that or somebody will stop him before that happens and stuff or the normal people in the country go i'm not pressing that button i don't care what you say there's no way because there's people have he's not going to press all the buttons he has to order people to do it and those people will just go no and i think you have to try and you've got to make that stand that last stand like any last stand in history you've got to take that risk you've got to do that and you've got to go right that's it like the like the ukrainians have done this is like they could have literally just rolled over and taking it and they mm. didn't and they're all fighting and they're literally just like they're arming everybody the whole country are absolute heroes yeah. and it's um, just yeah. no i was just gonna say because obviously you see these things on the news and um about all these political powers in ukraine and what i find is um i don't know if it's really like the most newsworthy thing or anything but um you know the the, I don't know if he's still mayor of Kiev or former mayor of Kiev, was um, one of the Klitschko brothers who was a very famous heavyweight boxer. Um, and then I'm sure I heard something right. Um, was it um, Zelensky used to be a comedian? Yeah, he used to be an actor and a comedian. That's, yeah. That's, do you but know what? what? The, the ironic thing is, John, the ironic thing is he played in a, in a sitcom where he was pretending to be president of the ukraine and then he became the president of the ukraine but the thing is the guy because he, he was having um he was having um he had a quite a good approval rating when he started but it's been slipping massively ever since but literally he has he he's just went right 
this is it. And this is his defining moment. Yeah. I honestly yeah. think the guy's going to be remembered forever because this is like, for what he's doing at the minute, when he, when he said to Biden, when they turn around and said, look, you know, you need to evacuate. He said, I don't need, I need ammunition. I don't need a ride. Yeah. That's like, brilliant. What, yeah. a, what a fucking yeah, legend. Yeah, and that's it. What a guy. And he's addressed, yeah, he's addressed the people of Ukraine every single day. He's obviously, you know, stood by, stood by his country. He's stood there every single day with the people that, you know, he swore to to help and protect. And, you know, to see that in a leader, you know, to see that from people who, you know, you always used to think, you know, these things, oh, you know, like someone who's an actor or whatever, and they get into politics, you think, oh, you know, they're just, they're just in it for whatever. And then you think, oh, first sign of any trouble, they scarper off. But um, no, yeah, like you say, you see it. And, you know, he's, he, he, he will be remembered, you know. And no matter whatever anyone else thinks about him in future, what comes before and after. This is a guy who, you know, stood by what he thought was right. He's done so much to help protect his country, to protect the people that he cares about. And, you know, he's one of the things that no matter what goes on there in the next few days or few weeks or however long this war goes on for, we've seen that Ukraine, a country that for many people probably would have just thought, no, they would have just laid their arms down. They would have given up, let Russia just pulverize them, basically. They went, no, we're not going to take it. We're not going to stand for this. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to see that, you know, that they're not going to subject themselves to a bully. They are going to stand up and they're going to go, actually, no, we are more important than this. We are going to not let you carry on with this disgusting display. and. I, I just hope that it ain't going to last much longer. I'd love it to. I love to turn the TV on once we do this podcast. I'd love to turn TV on and they say, "Joe, what? Russia have left the country. The war's over." That would be, that would just be too good to be true. I think, but it would be so nice to see that they've just gone right. Yep, it's over. But I, I just don't think we're going to see not, that. It's not, you know. Uh, and this sort of kind of goes back to Alistair's uh, question, which I completely ignored because uh, I went off on a tangent, as I always do, but about escalation. Um, it It's going to carry on because he has no other option in his own pride but to carry it on. The only thing that's going to stop him is the army itself or rebellion in uh thing because we can't sort of get involved without you know more than we can at this moment in time because he will press that button um i reckon he's that unhinged he would um so it's literally the ukrainians have to literally win it themselves um with our hopefully with our help um you know arms and um stuff like that um but uh, sorry the question is uh like the war military coup in russia yeah so you it's not going to be, a, it won't be a full out war. NATO will never get fully involved unless he does something stupid. They will not get involved yeah. unless he starts killing loads of civilians, which they're trying to be obviously wary about. Yeah. Again, like we said at the start, it's either because the, the army don't want to be like that. I think they'd be very careful yeah. about it. And two, their high command doesn't want that because that's bad for uh, their whole yeah. way of we're liberating Ukraine because they start killing civilians. They're not liberating. They're they're killing. So yeah. they're they're and that's why they're that's why there's problems with them currently um, fighting in these cities and stuff because they're probably trying to be a lot more careful about civilian casualties because they can't be seen to be uh, an actually an invading force. They have to be seen yeah. as liberating, and that's 
Gold. Yeah. And so, yeah. the, and so, when you look, sorry, I was just going to say, when you look at it as well, the world press is there. You know, you've got representatives of every single country is in Ukraine at the moment, and they're following every single bit of movement that the Russian army are making. You know, there is no stone unturned. There is literally on the, almost like every corner. Even when like, you see like a Sky News broadcast, you can see there's at least in the distance another three or four other cameramen and journalists as well that are covering the ongoing story. So, you know, they're, they're there. You know, whatever happens, whatever this army does while they're in Ukraine, they're going to be spotted. They're going to be seen and the whole world will know exactly what's going on. So, yeah, like you say, they do make a slip up. They actually do purposely cause civilian casualties death you know the world will know about it in seconds and hopefully if that did happen that'd be the point that the rest of the world just goes right yeah that's it this shit ends now and hopefully hopefully we don't get to that the the thing is the world is i i've never seen i've never seen such a unifying subject in my life like when i go through my facebook feed and i go through all the comments you know the 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 comment sections in sky news and um you know belfast and all these things it's always sort of like people being people and being assholes to each other but i've never seen such a thing where it's literally just everybody has gone this is wrong um, you know, it's, it's very, it's seldom that I've got anything, anybody on my Facebook who there's not a counter view to it, but it, you've literally got everybody who's going like, this is wrong. This shouldn't be happening. You shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. The only sort of kind of nations I think that are sort of, and I say supporting are sort of condemning are China and maybe some of the more, um, satellite sort of Russian states that sort of you know, not states, Russian state, but, you know, the, the sort of uh, sphere of influence that they have, like Belarus and, yeah. and things like that. But pretty much everybody else is like, you know, even the Taliban, even the Taliban have turned around to them and went, you know, yeah, you, you shouldn't be doing this and stuff. So it's like, if you're, the fact, if the, the Taliban... Tell you, that tells you, don't it? Even, yeah. even like fucking terrorists are going, um, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you know you you're guys, in a bad situation. You guys situation. are doing this wrong. You know, like, granted, that, that, granted, Russia, I mean, Afghanistan and Russia don't have a great history, you know, at well, all anyway. But, but still, it's like... but still, you know, that, that tells you something, doesn't it? You know, imagine, imagine telling that to the Russian people, you know, even, even, <laughs> even Afghanistan are going, yep, you guys are definitely in the wrong. Yeah, that's, it's yeah, just, it's that's just like, you know, and it's just like, and I think, personally, I think, if, if the Ukraine can hold out for long enough, um, I reckon China will pull support from Russia and then that'll be it. Uh, and it's literally going to be a case of Putin will then have to decide, is he going to go mental and do something rash or oh. is he just going to, or is, you know, or are people going to basically take him out? I, I, I personally hope that there's enough discord within the country itself that he has no option and maybe the army mutiny or they just kind of go like there's we're not we're off for this this isn't you know you're going to have regiments and uh and stuff like that he'll be you know very much for sort of like you know increasing the empire but you're going to have a lot of sort of especially new younger troops who've been conscripted in who are like yeah fuck this i'm not into this this isn't yeah, happening it's not just that as well but think about this in a in a hypothetical sense if, say, in six months' time, 
Um, you know, this is still going on. Um, Putin is still trying to cling on to this idea of taking Ukraine, but, you know, China pulls its support. Let's say Belarus are maybe even like on the sideline as well, going, actually, no, this is getting a bit too much now. Um, so Russia would have to look at this and go, right, well, we've lost the only allies that we did have. We're fighting a war which, obviously, you know, we're doing our best to try and not make it look too bad, but we're clearly not going to win this or we're not going to get the result that we're hoping for. So what do we do now? Do we just say, yep, we fucked up, we pull back, and then we try to sort of rebuild ourselves on the world stage? Because it's not just that, but once Putin is eventually like, you know, dethroned and when he's taken away from that platform, whichever whichever way that happens, Russia is still going to suffer a long time for this. And even though it's not necessarily the people's fault that this is going to happen, it's going to be a long, long time before Russia is ever even deemed as a country again that people can feel safe with that they're going to be able to feel oh, and it's a shame it's a shame because yeah, you know they, they, they built up this and like i i always wanted to go um you know st petersburg to see something you know such a beautiful history beautiful sort of uh you know and, and every russian i've met has been amazing like i didn't just sort of oh, yeah. you know it's just sort of like granted they don't queue very well they're not very good at queuing which is annoying but um you know it's just sort of um you know, it's a shame, and, and you're right. There, uh, if if he does go, um, which we can only hope at some point, you know, he's holding on to you know at this moment in time, he he, he thinks he's in right and he's not, he's not he's not going anywhere. But if he does go, that is still going to be a Russia's going to be tarred with that brush. The sanctions are going to bite, and there's going to be issues for a long time to come. And it's not their fault. It's that fucking fucktards for um basically playing you know war games in his in his in his fucking bedroom um alistair says there's no way back for putin now either way he won't be in power at the end of this because it does stay if he does stay in power the sanctions will remain until he goes he's right there's, there's no way even if even if he uh pulls back i reckon they'll turn around the only way he can stay in power is if he pulls out relatively soon and he makes a deal with them say right cut all sanctions and i'll i'll pull out and let them be but even so at that point nato uh, and at that point ukraine joins nato um and it's just like he'll just yeah. you know it's it's scary man the whole thing's fucking i i just don't i just don't see it's gonna end like that i can just i think their best case scenario is if people start if the russian people start thinking Right, so our livelihoods are basically screwed because the rest of the world are going to practically condemn Russia. They're going to make them really suffer. They're going to take away whatever they can. And like you say, hopefully there will be an uprising. And hopefully this uprising will go, actually, no, we need to change things. You know, we've had a Putin government for too long. We've had him in control. And look what's happened now. You've turned the planet against us. You know, you've turned the whole world against us. That can't carry on. There is no way that Russia can think, yeah, this is right. This is absolutely fine. No, if you've basically got every country that you can 
putting a sanction against you to say, no, we're not going to deal with you anymore. We're going to freeze your assets. We're going to stop you being able to receive goods. We're going to stop you being able to make money from what you're producing yourself. It, hopefully, you know, that will then stem. People will rise up. The only thing I fear from that, you know, we're seeing it with people that have been rioting, people that have been fighting against this. They are being arrested. You know, they're being dragged away. And, you know, same again, as I said about, you know, people in like all these journalists, all these cameramen in Ukraine. You've got so many in Russia as well that are filming every step of this. And you're seeing people that are being dragged off and they're, they're all shouting. They're all saying, you know, you're wrong. This war is wrong. Please stop it. And, and even like the sports stars as well. You had the tennis player the other day who wrote on the, oh, the on the camera yeah, yeah. to say, yeah, camera, yeah, yeah, no war, please. You know? I think the younger generation are, are, are just, you know, problem you've got, man, it's like revolution takes time. You know, you think about World War One. it wasn't till 1917, you know, so there have been likely three years of war before they sort of kind of anything like that happened. Uh, there has to be some serious some serious pain before the populace will do something like that. The linchpin for this incident right now is China. And China could come out of this looking well if they actually went, you know what? Right, you're wrong. And if they stood up to Russia, they'd have to back down. There's no way if Russia if China turned around to them and went, you know what? Fuck you. Um they'd have to. There's even Putin, I don't think he would, would stand up to him. You know what? Well, no, I think he'd probably try, but you know, there's no way with, with China as well. And they're the linchpin to this whole thing. If they if they basically turn around and condemn them and they're not currently actively doing it, but if they do, if they condemn them and sort of go, right, we're not buying your weight anymore, we're not doing this, then they'll have no option. And they'll, that'll literally be the entire world going, you're wrong. And it's literally going to be Putin, you need to get out. You're right. Mm. Um, so that's it. That that They are currently, basically Ukraine needs to hold on, needs to f- keep on fighting like heroes as they are. And China needs to basically um, turn around and go, you know what, that's it. It's like, there's like so many, so many, it's like, um, uh, it's like when France and Spain and stuff recognized the, uh, recognized um, America as uh, as as a country you know basically um you you basically have to they kept on fighting and when they, when recognition happened then they got support and stuff and it's just it's the same sort of thing china basically needs to recognize that russia is you know that ukraine is in trouble and that russia's doing the wrong thing as soon as once that happens that's that the dominoes the, the, the tar of cards falls basically um yeah and but it's thing is, man. It's like with all of this, it's only been what since Thursday. Thursday, when it yeah. sort of kicked off. So, so we're only four days in. Four days in, um, and you could think, you know, a lot of these wars go on for years, and you know, did, did, I saw, I saw a guy again. We're sort of kind of bouncing around a bit and stuff. Uh, and sorry, Josh has put some stuff in there. I'll, I'll write, read that afterwards. But, um, I saw a guy who was, he's a Scottish expat who was living in Ukraine with his wife and kids and they managed to escape to Poland. Um, they managed to escape to Poland um, before it all sort of, well, when it, when it kicked off, they managed to get there and stuff. And he would, he literally just broke down in tears 
on camera when he was talking to the journalists and stuff. And I just made my heart literally sink. It makes me feel like slightly weepy thinking about it now and stuff. It's just like this guy sort of left everything um had to sort of like his entire life is being taken from his family and stuff and then i saw another one where it was literally a a little girl saying goodbye to your father because he was going off the fight and it was just like i was like oh fucking hell it's so real it's so real Mm. and i i understand like there's people on you know you get the people on on facebook you're more interested in scoring points than actually dealing with the situation we're in now and they're like yeah but there's been other wars and stuff that's true and there's no difference between this war and anything's happened in syria or or afghanistan or anything like that it's just that we now have something that is so close by that it's real um you know and and you know that doesn't make any any better that you're only sort of kind of feeling a lot more sort of bad now but it's more real and it's more real because the guy who's pushing the the actual buttons and stuff can do more than um uh change the sort of regime in a country he can literally cause one of the greatest wars that will have ever will ever be existing on the on this on this planet and it's all down to him at this minute in time um it, it's it's frightening it's horrible it's just it, it makes me feel like i feel helpless because i like and I, i've donated money I've, I've, I've donated a fair bit of money and stuff because i feel like that's the only thing i can do it's like i am not i i'm i'm not a strong enough person to sort of kind of just go off and volunteer myself and stuff um you know it, it's not like i part of me is like you know any sort of for things like that you should be fighting for what you believe in and stuff and it's just like and all i'm thinking about is oh where's my dog gonna go and you know uh what about my amazing stuff which doesn't matter um and that makes me feel guilty because it's like you know i can't do anything about it and we don't seem to be doing anything about it and we can't do anything about it and it's like you got people dying and all we can do is sit and watch and maybe do a podcast about it and put a flag on our picture and send some money. And I would, I would, I would, I would, I would say to everybody, if you're listening to this, uh, if you're listening to it now, if you're listening to it in the future and it's still going on, that I would donate any money. If you've got, if you're going to go out in the piss, you're going to buy a takeaway. You're going to, um, you know, you were going to go out. Don't spend that money. Send it, send it to something that matters. Send it to sort of help, help them and stuff because you it you know i've got a lot of people who go oh, i haven't got enough money be yeah, up to go out and get drunk or they'll go out and they'll buy something they'll do this and it's just like you know what i i i i'll not tell you how much money i gave away this stuff but i was sitting there it's like i was going to get something i went i'm not going to get that and i put that money and i gave it away um yeah. and it's just like i i would i would I- entreat you all to do the same I would go by the idea that if it was the opposite way around, and I'm, I, Joe, I, I'm trying to not make this sound like a joke, but just say, for example, we were being invaded by, I don't know, let's let's just say that the Welsh, the Welsh invaded England, and they were like, you know, going to come against us, and they're like, you know, like beating the shit out of us, and then you know, someone in another country far away is watching this, and they go. Yeah, I feel bad. I need to do the same. 
How much would it make you feel that you think, you know, someone that you've never met has no connection to you, but they're in a country far away and they're sending something to help support you, you know, to yeah, exactly. Yeah, help get you through all this, you yeah, know. It's, I think I think that's a great idea, and it is. Um, like I say, it's one of the things that you think about, and you go, "Yeah, people will spend all this money, and they'll go out." You know, maybe, yeah, maybe even just think, "Fuck it," instead of buying twenty, thirty pound for you know for your takeaway that night, you know, just just you know, just give that money to somewhere that's more needed and just you go do. home. I think you've probably got a whole fridge full of stuff. Yeah, just and you've got the thing is, you've, you've already got. You've got it. You've got it. And it's like people, I, I in a in a modern uh, first world society, for somebody to turn around to me, uh, unless you're physically living on the streets, to say you've got no mm. money is bullshit because I guarantee you're going out and getting pissed or you're going out and doing things. And I understand that you go, well, it's the only thing I have. It's like, yeah, these people have nothing at this moment in time. And it's just mm. like, I, I, you know, it's just it's, I think it doesn't matter how much, just do it. And, you know, it's not It's not about making yourself feel better. It's about making a difference. And it's like, you know, I always think about that old fable about the, um, I don't know if it's like a boulder or a, um, they're trying to move a rock or something and everybody's trying. Trying to get the boulder up the top of the hill. Yeah, and then the, it's the mouse at the end that sort of kind of does it and stuff because it's that that small thing that helps and stuff. So it does, it's like even yeah. a small thing uh will help and you know it's just you know i say this i'm and i'm and i'm a massive hypocrite because i'm sitting here in my in my my in my wealth and my my thing um I'm about to say yes, and I, and I ate a Chinese tonight. I've just come back from the pub after no, ten No, no, I, I, I honestly, you know, I'm I doing a podcast. I didn't. I've not done it. You know, I've, I, I honestly did. I was going to buy something pretty extravagant, and I didn't. I just gave that money to, um, the the thing in Ukraine, and I just, I was like, I'm not, you know, I can't do it. It just doesn't, doesn't feel right. I can't do it. Um, I yeah. mean, I know it's not not the exact same thing, but um, I do. Every now and again, I do actually do bits for charity. And um, personally, I I might put something together myself or, you know, I might, as I'm out and about, I may want to put in something towards a cause that I believe in, you know, whether that's been um, stuff like, you know, cancer charities, because I've known plenty of people that have suffered and sadly passed from cancer. So, you you know, I see something like that. I will almost feel like, yes, I want to do something. I want to do something there to help um i know people that have other certain um you know ailments disabilities things that have made massive impacts on their life and um you know some of these people i've, I've had the chance to meet and you always think you know if you could do something to help them something to support them it makes a, a massive difference and it's, it's the idea i think you know it, it makes you put into perspective your life and you think well hang on your life probably sometimes people think you know life could be hard yes it can be but then you see some people who do go through some bad days you know they go through things that you've probably never experienced or never you know come across in your life and you think well hang on i'm doing okay with what i have but if i can do something to potentially help someone else maybe make their life a bit easier a bit more bearable something that brings them a bit of help a bit of joy 
Why wouldn't you do it? It's the same situation yeah, almost with what's going on there, you know. Yeah, if it's so. something that you think can potentially help, something that, you know, will potentially support these people, because think, millions of people in this country now, in Ukraine, are, um, you know, potentially like losing their homes to, to warfare. You've got hundreds of thousands of people that are trying to leave the country at the moment to anywhere that they can go to just to try and find some sanctuary. And, you know, they're going to suffer. It is going to be a massive cost, whichever way you look at it. And I always think, like, you know, going from helping one individual to helping a group of people, if you can, just do it. As you said, you know, you're going to probably have some spare money. You're going to have something that you maybe don't necessarily need to spend on. Think about it. You'll feel so much better knowing that you've done something that will help someone else in the long run yeah because it's the same you know like you said if the same thing if the welsh and and josh says you wouldn't stand a chance by the way i said he wouldn't stand um, a chance um but you know you'd want that that be the, the people to do the same to you for you and not be sort of oh, i don't want to do that and stuff you'd want all the support if you were literally the only people if you were on your own, it's like like Britain in World War Two, uh, when they're on their own, obviously, and then now Ukraine on their own, fighting on their own. You need support, or you've got no, you, uh, or that, that's it. You know, um, Alistair says, "Won't uh, a protracted war benefit China?" Though I have a feeling they'll be drawing up plans to invade Taiwan right now, knowing the USA won't want two major conflicts. Right, they've already sent a couple of planes who've got lost over Taiwanese um, territory and stuff. Um, I don't, I cynically, you know, part of me is like, yeah, maybe. I, I reckon if, if the, if the war was going well, they might try it. Um, but because it's not, um, again, we're only four days in. Um, I don't think they're going to do it. I reckon with that sort of um, abstention, in the UN and you know general sort of kind of putting losing his fucking marbles uh that they may um go right this isn't worth it um i don't think it's china backing them is going to benefit them because china relies on western business a lot you know just think about all all of the sort of kind of raw materials and all the items and stuff that you get come from china and if they are, they are massive, they they need the business, um, and they can't just rely on Russia. And if the whole world, and that is including the you know uh, the Pacific uh, Ring and you know all the areas around there, if they are, you know, they see China as being a part of the problem, they won't trade with them, and that's going to be bad for business. And China has mm. always been historically communist or not, it's all about good business, and I reckon that will affect them. Um, so they're going to have to, they're going to have to do something about it. Yeah. Well, what was it they were saying in the news about? Um, what was it Russian money made up for only like about half a percent of um, deposits in the UK, which you know is still quite a lot. Uh, Mostly in the Conservative China, Party. Yeah. <laughs> but if you, yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, so, um. In, in in the pockets of um of Boris, who's never seen China, but he knows China. He's um. He's he's obviously done all this stuff. He's um. He knows what they do, but he doesn't know what they do. And what a twat. Um. But apparently, um, I remember seeing this before. 
Um, you see these videos online, like all these different other scenarios. Like you're talking about, like you know, what would happen if, say, there was a, um, you know, if there was a nuclear war. But there was also one about, um, like, you know, certain entities if they were to suddenly have sanctions placed on them. And apparently, a few years ago, um, like money from China made up for something like about eleven percent of all deposits in the UK. Wow, which is a lot of money. That is a so imagine if you know we've put sanctions on Russia, who have got just a sliver of that in the UK banks. Imagine if you then had them sanctions on China. That's, well, that's, a that's it, and that's the, that's game. what that. See, this is the thing, and it always takes a conflict like this to make change. Germany is finally um, upgrading its NATO um, contribution to two percent because it's always lagged behind. Um, there's a lot of other countries who are doing the same, um, and now they've realised that reliance on other countries for certain raw materials isn't good, and I think if there's anything good that comes from this is that fossil fuels will be start becoming a thing of the past because if you've got sustainable energy um then you don't need to worry about sanctions from other countries and stuff like that because you can you know um it, you know you're making your your own energy and stuff and i reckon that's going to push that forward unfortunately that's what war does war unfortunately um pushes through uh change and technology yeah. and um development but you know it's yeah i it, it's it's heartbreaking man like, the whole thing's fucking nuts absolutely nuts and it's hard not to get sort of like i i find myself sort of completely what's the word um distracted by it all it's like you know i was trying to work the other day and all i could do was sort of listen to the news and stuff and as much as like it's like you know you have to do your job i couldn't help myself because it's like something really it's the only thing it's the only thing that's going on though really it's the only thing that's really um you know making the headlines every single day but it's it's the fact as well that you know it's such a horrible thing if you think the last few months what have we had in our papers We've had about, oh, the Tory party's had this many parties during lockdown because, you know, they're all a bunch of champagne swizzling pricks. And they decided that, yes, we're better than everyone else. We can have a party because no one's ever going to say no to us. But then, you know, going from that, having that every single day to now having, you know, this war, it's a massive change. And it's horrible. Like, you know, instead of seeing every day going, oh, God, what's Boris and his cronies done there? It's like, oh, shit. There's war in Europe. This is fucking serious. Yeah, you know, this is this is it's one of them, and it's one of them stories that doesn't just go away. And it's not even like you know someone talks about it and they mention it, it goes now. Nah, that's fine. You talk about it, you're going to talk about it all day because it's you know it's it's the implications that you know if something did escalate, as much as you don't want it to, something did escalate, it will impact you. It will impact your life. It will impact the life of millions maybe even billions of people so it is a horrible thing to see it whereas you know a lot of the news that we have had okay yes we've had covid we've had all this stuff that's gone on can't believe I actually went nearly hour, hour and a half without saying that word but um you know we we've we've been through that and it's been a horrible time but the idea that you know we have a potential nuclear war it is terrifying i think that is going to make us feel a little bit more paranoid, a little bit more attached to what we see and what we hear on the news. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not a 
I'm not a big newspaper reader anymore. I used to really get into the papers, but I will now, um, almost like for an hour a day, I'll have Sky News on because I'll start getting on my updates on there. Um, horrible trend from back when um, the first lockdown came up. I'm definitely a bit too much onto the doom scrolling now, so I'll be like, you know, oh God, what's going on there? Like reading for all these different updates that are coming up from all the different news sites and I mean, even like, you know, when you when you pick up your phone, also you go, um, oh fuck's sake, what's this alert? I don't need to read this, but you start reading it and you read the next article and oh, it's horrible. Yeah, it's. I think it's it's both a a blessing and a curse to have such a open. Like obviously, during other wars, you wouldn't have had such sort of proliferation of media, yeah. and, and and because it's there, you're seeing things real time. Uh, it's the same, like you know, that's one of the reasons the Americans sort of lost Vietnam and stuff because it was literally real time, and they you know they couldn't do it. Same with Afghanistan and stuff. You know, people were seeing this happening, and it's harder sort of to deal with that situation. We can only hope that you know, mm. as much as there is restrictions in media and stuff, like the Russian people are are seeing this, and then it's going to be, mm. you know, that's what's going to sort of hopefully kind of push things, you know. In, in, a, in a better way but it's just it's like yeah. it's you know I, I i i'm i'm very mindful that there's a lot of stuff going around and it's very easy to say you know to think you know what the the, the ukrainians are fighting like fucking heroes and um um president uh Zelensky uh you know has really taken to this and the whole sort of the whole thing it's it's easy to think you know what they might do this but you just have to sort of ground yourself and say look they are outnumbered without your support without help without help from the west and from you know other countries then they're they will be beaten and they need to sort of you you need to sort of understand this as much as there's reports going on about the uh the ghost of kiev and stuff which is fabrication by the way it's not he's not real doesn't doesn't exist um you know it, it's just a story but you get sort of like stories and more like this you know the sort of kind of bolster support and stuff but you know you know they're saying they're they've killed four thousand five hundred soldier uh, russian soldiers they've shot down two paratroopers planes they've done this that and the other and that's all brilliant you know bar the loss of life obviously that's all brilliant but the thing is there's still the other side of the coin you know what they people don't know what's not being shown and so you need to grind yourself and keep on going that as much as they're doing brilliantly and they're fighting like heroes you need to keep on trying to support them in any way you can um and um, unfortunately as much as i understand you know you putting a flag on your picture is support that's not going to do anything for them um it's effectively is the equivalent to and i'm not trying to be offensive to people who are doing it i understand that you are thinking about them and stuff but it's as helpful as thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers do nothing they don't help anything they all they do is make you feel better you need to do something to make them feel better and that is by providing them with money by sharing things that will sort of like being proactive in your support I, of that struggle i think i think this was um a big thing especially like when you think back to the pandemic all the misinformation that was going out all this uh all this stuff that people were spreading and saying oh you know um this virus isn't real or when it was the vaccine 
oh yeah, no, look, they're using fake needles. It's all all this nonsense. And it's like, when how do people come up with this bullshit? And then not only to say these things, but to then spread it around and um, really like just twist people's minds. And um, I'm not going to name who it is, but someone who is um, used to be quite close to me. She done this whole thing on her Facebook um, saying about how someone had proven that coronavirus was a load of nonsense and um, apparently was saying, oh, you know, this person is trying to get the truth out there. Um, I only say this because when I obviously I saw this story and I just thought, you know, this is absolute nonsense. And bear in mind the person in question, I'm sure, is just now completely insane, probably doesn't have a single clue what's going on day by day. Apparently, this information came from someone whose name was literally, their surname was Looney. <laughs> just, just, just think about that for a second. Someone who's apparently telling you the truth about coronavirus, saying it's all a load of con, it's all, it's all absolute rubbish. Yeah, their fucking name is Looney. I thought you weren't going to name no, them, John no, Joe. <laughs> no, no, that's no, no, that's uh, no, that's the name of this person who's apparently ah, right, okay. um, th- that this person was was talking about. This was name of this person that's basically expelled the truth right, of okay. coronavirus, and their name was O'Looney. It's like seriously. Yeah, I. You know, it's, only, it's not real. It's someone taking the piss. The only sort of like I I I, I honestly think that situations grim situations like this actually pull like there's people on my facebook and i like to have quite an eclectic sort of um group of people on my facebook because i don't like living in an echo chamber i like having different views on things even if i i i vehemently disagree with their views on things i like oh yeah i like seeing that because it's like it's like having an naysayer somebody you know you can um it sort of balances out your views on things because you can see what other people think because it's too, all too yeah. easy just to sort of believe something's right and then, you know, you know. It's, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. So, but yeah, it's, I think this situation, even your whack job conspiracy theorists and stuff are starting to sort of kind of join ranks with everybody else and go, you know, even even we think this is fucking nuts. Um, yeah. There's the odd outlier out there who are still using um you know this as a you know uh, like you know it, it it's not a big thing cuz other things have happened and stuff and it's just like yeah mm. well this is happening now it is in our back garden um it, it yeah. it's it, it's a difference between um you know uh, a country being uh trodden underfoot and nuclear warfare um yeah it's just i i think i think this is unifying people in a way um, which is sad that it takes war to do that. Um, You've got sort of, you know, in Northern Ireland and stuff, which is always sort of... um, I I honestly thought in Northern Ireland you were going to have one side of them having Russian flags and one of them side (laughs) having Ukrainian flags as they, you know, they they have a thing to do because they did it with the Israeli flag and the Palestinian flag and that's what they... They just like flags in Northern Ireland. But they're all sort of... They're all sort of closing ranks and going, you know what, this is wrong. You know, Mm. it takes a lot to get Northern Irish people to agree with each other, you know, and it's just like... I I think what you have is, 
you know, in a lot of war, and even like saying, go back to like World War One, World War Two, that whenever you had these conflicts, you had to, you always used to have two very clear sides and you used to have almost like a, a good split on one and good split on the other. Whereas this has basically just said, you know, people go, well, it's Russia against Ukraine. It's like, no, no, no. If anything, it's pretty much almost now Russia against the world because there's very few people, very few countries that are going, yeah, no, we agree with Russia. We we agree with what they're doing. No, no, because most countries have gone, you know, they're wrong, you know, and it's not even like they're saying, oh, you know, we're not going to talk about it. They're going, no, this is wrong. This is not how things are supposed to be. This is not how you treat a country. You do not. You know, what they're doing to Ukraine is illegal. It's wrong. It's devastating. And, you know, th- there is no like 50-50 split from the world. You know, it, the majority of people, if you spoke to them, they would, I don't think, as you said, I don't think I know anyone that would honestly say, yeah, no, Russia in the right. No, no one I know has said that. No one has agreed with what Russia has said. You can't just, you know, honestly, again, this goes back to the very first thing we said. You cannot, the only sort of minor justification that Russia would have of being sort of like this is for saying, you know, them joining NATO, uh, thinking about joining NATO. But it's like they've gone from, we're trying to liberate, we're trying to basically uh, recognize a, um, you know, pro uh, sort of majority Russian area of another country to invasion. And it wasn't, it wasn't literally just, we're just going to stay here and make sure this is, you know, we're going to annex this. They're literally just, there's no, there's no justification. There's literally nothing you can say to justify this. Even sort of like we're trying to sort of drain the swamp as, as Trump would have said, or, we're trying to sort of kind of denazify and it's it's bullshit there's there's literally no if you believe that you and i'm sure ukraine's got corruption in it i'm sure it's it's got lots of uh but but it's not you can tell now by the by the resistance that is going against them that it's not just a coup that's happened it's not just a minor set of people who have taken over the ukraine and decided that they want to um you know, uh, be a puppet of the West. Um, it's the whole country of when we didn't like that sort of that. I can't even remember his name. Um, the guy you know who they overthrew in the 2014, and they said, um, you know, we don't want that anymore. We want to be an actual democratic society with our own choice, without being told what to do by um, ex-communist, um, ex-KGB. Oh douchebags um mm. starting to get angry no, just, just get angry. do you know do you know what it's, it's kind of a good thing that we actually went with the like the, you know the ukraine talk first because obviously if we'd done this after having a bit of a geeky chat we'd have been on till like midnight tonight well that's the thing is man i i do you know what i don't think i'm going to i don't think we're going to do the geeky thing because i think this needs no, to be i think no. this needs to be um it's, I'm not yeah. even going to use poignant because it's not poignant. It needs to be as serious as it is. And if we take that, yeah. we, if we start talking about other things, it's going to take the edge off it. And all I'm yeah. so I'm all not, right. sorry, carry on. No, I was, I was just going to say, I think, I think, you know, what, what we're looking at is I don't think there's ever really been a time when anyone would say a war was justified or a war was, you know, for the right reasons because war has never been fought for the right reasons. But 
when you have a conflict like this that's going on, when you have something that's, you know, you have this invasion that has taken place and it is such a massive division in terms of, you know, you've basically, as I said, you've got almost like the whole world against Russia. It's not like, you know, Russia have got like 20 or 30 different allied countries that are agreeing with them or agreeing to fight with them. No, you've basically got Russia that have almost gone out on their own. Okay, yeah, they've got help from Belarus, but then Belarus is obviously always had strong links with Russia and then, and, you know, as you say about China, giving their support. But, you know, that's that's it. You know, we still have, like, you know, over 190 sovereign countries that are, from from better or worse, they're against what's going on. You know, they're not taking Russia's side in this. You know, whereas we'd have wars where there would almost be this great division either side, we are seeing that, you know, this is something that's really... I've already said it. Russia's, I don't know what Russia's end game is. I don't know how they're going to then step back from this because, you know, it can't, it can't go on. It can't, and it's, it, if say, let's just go hypothetical. I really hope this doesn't happen. But if say Ukraine laid their, like laid their arms down and said, yep, okay, Russia, you know, we surrender. You do what you do. What's to stop them, like, you know, from then building up this this bigger power and then, you know, 10, 20 years down the line, they then go on to another exactly, country that's and it, they man. do the exact same thing. That's exactly Because, you know... Exactly and, not. Yeah, I, 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 it's, I'm, I'm making very bad hypotheticals here, but imagine if Russia, Ukraine, they join together and then, you know, 10, 20 years down the line, and hopefully they wouldn't, because hopefully Putin will be a long... Other Baltic states go take yeah. them back the Iron but, Curtain yeah. goes up again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or, you know, or goes into another country that has no affiliation to USSR at all. You know, it, it's, it's frightening. It's, it's horrible to think that, you know, that could, that could be a potential, a potential path. And they'll be like, you know, slowly taking over bit by bit. Yeah. And Russia's gambit is basically going, well, if you interfere... We're going to nuke the shit out of you. That's that's no that that can't be happening. That can't be. There has to be a line. How things go on. There has to be a line. It's got, yeah, it's got yeah. to be a point where the world just goes no. Yeah, you can't do this. F- We're not going to take this. There are a few. There are a few wars in history that can be justified. Uh, obviously, World War Two, um, and you know, is one of the sort of kind of ones that you can like, yeah, that is a that is a war that, you know, obviously the cause of the war wasn't justified, but fighting that war uh, and winning it was was justified. Um, and you, the sad thing is that war was won through through Russian blood. That that war would not have, yeah. you know, was, you know, the, the, you know, the patriotic war, as they call it, that wouldn't have, we, you know, we very... It would, we may have won eventually, but it would have cost a lot more lives, uh, taken a lot longer, and it was done with Russian blood. And I think the Russian needs to think about this. It's like you have been through this, and you have been on the right side of history, um, and now you're not, and you need to not, you know, the people of Russia, and, I, you know, some we do get downloads from Russia. Um, so if you're listening to this, you know, and this is still you don't, this isn't you. You're not. You're not that. You're not those people. You're not that. This isn't who you are. Um. You don't. You know. Yeah. 
need... we know this isn't the Russian people. We know this isn't Russian civilians. You know, this is very much one individual who has gone mad with power. You know, this is someone who thinks that they're in the right, that what they're doing it's, is it's, justified. It's fear, man. It's, it's, it's fear. And you can tell it's fear because I saw the thing where he was basically interrogating um, their, their their spy chief and the spy chief wasn't saying the right things because he basically balls up and said that he was okay with the annexation of Donbass and then Putin's kind of going, well, no, that's not what we're doing. We're doing this. And he was shitting himself. And it's just like, you know, you can tell that it's not, it's not respect. It's fear. They live in fear because yeah. the guy's ex-KGB and he can make people disappear. And unfortunately, to get him away is going to cost some people their lives. Yeah. Um, but he cannot be in power any longer. He is yeah. completely destabilizing. Like, there's been a lot of fuckheads in uh, in the world through our history, and in recent history, there's been a lot of horrible people. Um, but this guy needs to go. You know, he, he just he, he he needs to go. He's dangerous. He's not. You know, and mm. he's like very dangerous. Um, yeah. Yeah. You you just mentioned about you know recent things. Um, Let's go back to last year, you know, when the when the Capitol building was stormed in America from a, you know, let's just speak for, for lack of better words, from this absolute twat who basically said, oh, you know, the election was rigged. You know, I shouldn't have lost. No, you did lose. You lost because you're a fucking nutcase. And then, you know, he basically encouraged people to go and attack the Capitol building, you know, to try and storm democracy try and take back what wasn't his and you know it got to that point where he his officials actually had to say to him look you've lost you're not gonna get this back what you've just done now is horrible it's frightening it's illegal you're basically now tarnishing any potential reputation you could have had You've now got to go out there and just say to people, go home. And Joe, you know what he should have done? And I know it probably wouldn't have made much difference because he's still going to probably go down as the worst president, probably the probably one, one of the most despicable leaders of history. But, you know, even if at that point he just said, I was wrong, you know, if he just said something like that, but he couldn't, because even to this day, he still thinks that what he done was right. But, but it had to, he had to physically be taken out of power. But know? that's it, man. But this is the thing is, he could at least be voted out. Putin can't be voted yeah. out. And this is a problem. When but, you've got but, somebody but, who believes but, he's right and he's going to carry on, yeah. you can't do anything about but it. Putin, so- but, but do you remember when Putin was actually for, I think it was like just for like a few months, he wasn't president. And then they reinstated him. Yeah, he was, he was prime minister. He became, but he, that, yeah. that's just sort of, that, you know, the, he was he, he was he was in control that whole time and stuff. And it's just sort was. of you of know. But it's it was like all of a sudden one day they just went, oh yes, Vladimir Putin has been put back into power. It's like. He's, you know, I don't know. <laughs> they've made him sort of president for life or whatever it is now and stuff, and it's just like. It, he needs to go. He needs to go, and it's just like, and I think China, China need to sort of kind of wise up and just sort of go look. 
you know, it's bad for... I, I don't understand why you would carry on. Like, I understand they're doing it because it's better, in their mind, it's better to have a troublesome neighbour who's along the same lines um, in a, a dictatorship where, you know, where they're sort of, there's a one-party state effectively um, than having a democratic, um, you know, puppet of the West that's sort of messing around with things and stuff. They don't want their country to sort of kind of get Western ideas and stuff like that. So I kind of understand why they're sort of kind of going, all right, well, we kind of yeah, need but- to because of this. But it's like they need to sort of, this isn't going to be good for business for them. It's not going to be good for the world. They need to just go, right, okay, that's it, Russia. We've given you we've given you the benefit of the doubt. We're not going to do this anymore. And as soon as they do that, things can change. But, but we know how much the world has changed in the last, um, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. You know, things have changed and evolved. You know, who would have thought going back, you know, even going back like, you know, 13 years ago, that America would have actually voted in a black president? Because most people used to say that would never happen. But, you know, we, we know it did. Go back, you know, 30, 30 odd, well, 40-odd years ago, people used to say that we'd never have you know, a woman prime minister, but it, it happened. You know, people used to say that, you know, like war in some of these countries would never stop, but eventually they did because people did then start seeing sense. It, things have changed. Things are always changing. And the idea of holding on to some ideals is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's making sure that, you know, you're learning and that you're growing with the world as it changes. And I think, you know, and you said it, Vladimir Putin is part of the old guard. You know, this is a guy who, you know, in his mind, he probably feels he's doing the right thing. He probably feels that he's holding on to, you know, what made his version of Russia, the, like, you know, the power that it was. But it's it's not. It, it, it can't, the world moves it can't on. be. The world moves on. And yeah. I, this is one thing that sort of gets me a lot. And I, and I see it all the time. We got loads of it when it came to sort of Brexit and stuff like that. We got this sort of patriotic, I patriotic, you know what? I come from Northern Ireland. I used to be a, quite a patriotic sort of person myself and stuff. Um, oh. But I've got to the point where nationalism and uber sort of uh, patriotism is bad it's not a good thing it doesn't help because all it does is cause division and this sort of super nationalism that happens to be you know when you've got people like putin with it this is what happens when you can't because all you're caring about is passports and past glories and stuff like this this is what happened this is the this is the zenith of what happens when people everybody acts like that or when somebody in power with that much power does this this is what happens and stuff and it's like you need to think about this next time that you know when you're sort of kind of harking back to imperial days and stuff it's like we're not we're not there anymore we've moved on we've evolved Mm. we're better people and we don't want to go back to the past this whole this is the one thing it gets me about splitting up into smaller groups and not wanting to be a part of something better and stuff like that i I don't it doesn't i don't understand it you know i'm a unionist because i believe in being part of something bigger and better and sort of i believe in the european union because i feel like something big better better about human evolution about being together and something better and this whole this retro sort of looking back at the, your past as a sort of way to sort of kind of go in the future 
that's not how we should work. And that's how this has happened, because Putin has looked back at past glories of the Soviet Union and the Russian Empire and thought, I can do that. This will make things better. This is what people want. And that's not. And it can happen in any country. And it's all spurred on when people think about history in that sort of glamorous way. When history is, like I say all the time, history is to be learned from, it's not to be dwelled upon. You use it, you learn from it, and you move on and you evolve. You don't keep on going back because that is where this happens. That's where these problems happen. And this is why we are in this situation because somebody has got a an axe to grind about the past and is carrying on to gr- grind that axe and we've got war which could potentially be nuclear that's it yeah that's it yeah, it, 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 it you know it, it's not even just about war and things like that you know we can you can even look at like how people perceive things like religion there as well because um you know i look back at um like especially like Back in my like days when my grandparents were probably like around my age, you know, religion was such a massive thing. You know, that was that almost like dictated to how you would live your life. And you know, you'd have to, if you're a Christian, you're going to church every Sunday. You know, you're you're following that that tradition. Um, I am, you know, to just to just to stir the pot, I guess. Um, I I I was baptized Catholic. You know, so. That is my religion, and I still feel that that is my religion. Um, I've probably been into a church maybe like less than a dozen times in my life, so I can't say I'm as devout as some people, but do I feel that takes away from me being Catholic? No, I don't think it does at all. But also as well, I think back, and I know some people that even when I was in school, I had people that were in my school year, who were quite heavily religious and they would really make a point about it. They'd really be in your face about it. And I think I wouldn't want to do that, but I learned to understand and respect people. And being in a school where um, we had things like, you know, we had, um, like, you know, we had the issues in Albania. So we had people from Albania coming over. So we're learning about different religion, that side. And then, um, because I remember in school we had some that were of the Muslim faith, and then that was, um, you know, that 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 was enlightening to me because I'd obviously, you know, it sounds bad, but at, as a twelve-year-old, I really only knew Christianity. I didn't really know of much other religions. Knew a bit about Hinduism, but that was that was it. But then you know, you learn to understand, and you know, you you sort of like you evolve. You I, get I you, you more yeah, understanding. Yeah, but, but that's it. But but you know. I would not take anything away from anyone who follows one path of life. I would say that, you know, for me, I learn about something about someone. So it may, it makes an impact on my life because, you know, I can understand people better. I can, you know, I can grow myself. And I like to think that, you know, me taking the time to do that, people then would do the same back to me, you know, I wouldn't want to be the sort of person that says, oh, you know, I'm going to push this onto you because this is what I think you should know. This is what I think you should do. No, you know, the the idea is of having communication. You learn, you grow. Hopefully people grow as well because then the same thing back happens. And, um, you know, I, you know, I mean, uh, you know, we, we, 
you you made it clear a few times on your um in terms of like your beliefs and you know same again you know it, it's something that i don't know too many people that would openly say you know that they're you know that they're not non-religious uh um, anything like that but uh, when someone actually talks about it i will listen because i like to know you know i like to understand what gets people into that mindset i would never be pushy and i'll never say you know we should have a tell we should me have why a, you a, don't believe we but... should have a, theolo- a theological um debate uh the atheist versus the the catholic and uh have a sort of oh, a proper sort of <laughs> yeah, no sort of... way <laughs> why do you not think you've got what it takes john joe do you not think it takes uh, I, but again but this is what i'm saying no you know as much as i do embrace my my faith in quite a quite a fair way i couldn't honestly say that i was completely devout i've never been someone that's been you know overly involved you know i've um I've, I've got many friends that are religious i know a good lot of people that do you know go to church every sunday they are involved in that side of things they are doing things for the church in terms of like you know fundraising being there to support communities and you know some people going around with their bibles in their pocket you know and they and they will just randomly open a page up and and quote a verse and things like that and i just think okay that's you that's fine um but you know in my life i i feel that i'm happy for if people were to ask me what what faith i have i'm happy to tell them if people want to know why i follow it or why i follow it to whatever degree i'm happy to say i'm never going to be the person that says no do you know what you shouldn't follow religion that strictly that strictly because you know I think, I think we're getting going off. into a church. Yeah. I, th- I think no, no, you're, I think we're going off topic. What your main point is about the evolution of, of human beings yeah. being accepting of others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I, I just, I just thought you know, um, we have a bit of a cool down because the war stuff was getting a little bit heavy. Um, uh, yeah, so <laughs> but, um, religion's going to uh, religion's going to <laughs> religion's going to really uh, help that, isn't it? Yeah, to be honest, I'll I, I'm but, just yeah, you know, uh, we'll, 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 we're going to end soon anyway because we've been yeah. actually going on for nearly two hours now. Yeah. um so well i mean, we'll I mean ultimately ultimately you know you the first thing you said to me was about if i thought that the invasion was justified um i would ask you though matt um what would be your right with, when all this is you know what what do you think is going to be the end game what do you think is going to be ultimately what happens to russia and ukraine but also what impact do you think that's going to have on the world? Do you know, man, there's so many, there's so many um, factors at play at this moment in time. It's really hard to, um, to, to make a sort of educated guess on what's going to happen. Uh, there's hopes, there's things about what you you can hope to happen because I, you know, in my mind, uh the ideal thing would be ukraine holds on the west basically keep on supplying them everybody sort of you know in the west sort of kind of starts supplying them um china backs out and russia basically goes back with its tail between its leg and putin gets ousted but the thing is you don't know we don't know what's going to happen because we don't know his mindset he's unhinged and i this is what worries me because i've generally got uh 
like talking to my friend how this was going to happen i was like like man i i i was nearly certain it was going to happen i was like this is going to happen because of this this and this and it nearly happened exactly how i said it happened it was going to happen and mm. in most instances i i have a sort of a view and i could be right and i could be wrong but at least i have a sort of a, a strong view on how yeah. it's going to happen i am completely in the dark about what's going to happen now i don't know i don't know how it's going to end and it's scary because I, there's what I want to happen and there's what could happen and there's so many yeah. different variables and it all relying on, you know, support. If they if they survive, if they're able to fight on, if China sort of kind of finally does something about it, if, um, you know, there's all kinds of different factors and I honestly could not tell you how it's going to happen. Um, Joe, also as well, just one thing very quickly before you obviously wrap up, because you actually did say earlier that, you know, St. Petersburg would have been a place that you would like to have visited. Yeah. But would you say now that with everything that's gone on, that that's completely soured that idea altogether? No, I, do you know what? It's like people who see Northern Ireland as if they saw it has this sort of kind of terrorist infested bomb hole that sort of full of people who just sort of walked around with flags and beat beat each other up and stuff and it's like living there as a as a um as a child and stuff you could you didn't see that and you know we saw it it was just normal but you didn't want sort of you kind of when people said that to you it's like yeah but it's not that bad it's you know it is you know it isn't that bad and I, i would hate to sort of kind of go i'll never go to st petersburg because um of this i would love to if i if i if i could go and 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 he was out and i i wasn't a fear that i was going to get followed every you know i'd love to go i you know i would i would love to i'm sure it's an absolutely beautiful place with beautiful people and you know i would i would happily go um the only reason i wouldn't go is because he's in power and that's it he needs to go God, could you imagine if that she had someone following you from when you got off the plane? Yeah, that's the one that done that podcast. Keep an eye on it. Yeah, well, it's like the thing is they do. They, they, you have sort of kind of yeah. people who sort of you know, especially journalists. My my boss has said he's got friends there, and you know they have. She works in the embassy. She works in an, in an embassy, oh, and they get followed around. And it's meant to be clandestine, but they know they're being followed. But it's partially like they, they got they got they want to know that they're being followed. And apparently, they'll go into rooms, uh, the rooms, and the rooms will be ransacked, and nothing will be taken. It's just intimidation and stuff. They do that because that's the way the country is at this moment in time, and that's scary. Um, yeah, you know, but, but I like I've got friends who lived in Russia. Um, and they said, you know, they, they've got nothing but good things to say about the people and about the, uh, about the place. It's just, you've got a government and a leader who is, you know, fucking it up for everybody and stuff. And it's just, you know, ugh. anyway, anyway, we're going to, we're going to leave it now because, uh, my dog's kicking off and we're nearly on the two hour mark. And I think we could go round and round and round in circles about how horrible this is. What I'm just going to, I'm going to say sort of before we, before you go, um, again, and I'm going to reiterate this. Uh, and if you're listening to this afterwards, uh, and this is still going on, um, it's all well and good to, um, show your support by putting a picture on your profile 
uh, Ukrainian flag on your profile and by saying your thoughts and prayers are with them, that will not help win this. You need to put your hand in your pocket. You need to um, donate to the charities that are sort of giving support to the Ukrainian people, be that for refugees, be that for military hardware, be that for anything within that. That needs to be what you need to do. Thinking about them will not help. It might make you feel better. It's not going to make them better. You need to do something about it. Um, I'm going to put a link in... um, I'm going to put a link in the uh the bio like uh i feel bad because we got like a tip thing in our and it's just an auto generated thing so i'm gonna take that out and i'm gonna put a link in for uh one of the charities that i give to and stuff uh and if it's still going you you can you can give to that i'm not you know it's up to you it's up to your conscience and stuff like that if you think that just putting in that is good enough fine but it's not helping in my mind it's not helping you need to do something yeah, I'd go by the idea that, you know, think back to the start of the pandemic. What was it that everyone was being encouraged to do? Every Thursday at 8 o'clock, they were being told, I'll oh, go outside and, you know, clap to the NHS. It's like, um, the first thing I said, and I got quite a bit of stick for it from work, I said, that's not going to help anything. And the conversation went, well, well, so you don't care about the NHS? I went, no, no, I do care about the NHS. I said, but that's not going to help. Yeah, I refused. I refused to do it. That's not going to, yeah. yeah, I said, that's not going to give them PPE. That's not going to give them the, the, the pay rises they deserve. I said, all that he's doing is basically, yeah, we're thinking of you. We're not going to do anything, but we're thinking of you. Yeah. I said, that's disgusting. I said, even our government wouldn't give them money. I said, it came to an old man doing laps around his garden to fund the NHS and that money that, that money's in question as well one. that money's in question as well at the minute because oh the god new... we're not going to talk about <laughs> that <laughs> Jesus I saw that story yeah. and I was like oh for god's sake why but um, yeah it's the same thing it's the same thing yeah and, and yeah. you know so just I'll stick some links in whatever I can um, you know I'm, I'm even thinking about sort of kind of getting some merch and, and then donating whatever we get, sort of getting some design, and whatever we get, sort of goes to goes to the charity. There, um, I'll try and think of something. But you know, it's at this moment in time we can't do anything unless you're physically going to go and leave and and fight with them. Which are you, you know, if you if you can, if you've got experience, then do it. Uh, um, you know, the governments and uh, the governments supporting it. And you know, if you've got that experience and you you you, uh-huh. you can help, then you should f- do something tangible to help. But if you're like me, and you you know you're just not that brave, but you can do something else, um, and uh-huh. you can give some money to um help them, uh, and so yeah, uh, Ukraine, you you're fighting hard now you're 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 underdogs to thunderdogs you are uh you've shown the world that uh tyranny will not live uh in the western society not western society ignore me in modern society um you've shown Mm -hmm. that that with determination and with um some help that you can fight against the odds and keep on fighting and and win win this thing or at least survive so they can you know pressure can be put on them to stop this and if you're in russia 
this isn't your war. You don't want this. You need to... You need to do something about this. And I know it's easy for me to say this in my world where I won't... There's no repercussions of me saying what I say. I'm not going to get disappeared for, for saying this. It's 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 hard. I, I, I understand that. But it's the only way you can do to stop this. And if your, your sacrifice is what is needed and you're going to have, you know, I, I feel, yeah, I, 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 it's all well and good me sitting here like this with all this uh, pontificating about this bullshit. But, you know, things need to be done or we're all going to pay for it. So I, 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 I do. Yes, I was just about to say I, I do not want to live under the boots of a dictator. Yeah. Um. So, um, good luck, Ukraine. Um, my thoughts are with you, but my money is also with you. Um, and I will. I, I'm. I, I very much hope that this turns out the way I want it to turn out. I hope I'm right again. I, I, I hope I'm right this time as well. Uh, last I, time when I was right, I didn't want to be right, but I want to be right this time. Yeah. And you can do this. Uh, we're with yeah. you. And just best of luck. If if you, you know, yeah. Godspeed, as they would say. I, I know I'm an atheist, but, you know, if there's any, if there is any power out there that has any control... Yeah then he's with you. He or she is with you. So, um, good luck. And, um, for me, I've been Matt Geary. With me has been John Joe Cosgrove. Uh, if anyone from Ukraine is listening, obviously, you know, our hearts and everything is with you. And I just hope that uh, anyone who is watching the podcast who, you know, maybe like you know may have we may have friends who are friends or got family that are over in ukraine just know that you know the world is supporting you the world is obviously wishing the best for you and i just hope that this comes to an end as quickly and as safely as possible good night everybody